Hi, this is Lamal of Kajigugu, and I'm definitely not too shy shy to listen to WSDI in Chicago. You're listening to Steve Benn. Steve Benn. On the blend. On the blend. Steve Benn. On the blend. Welcome back to the latest edition of The Blend. My name is Steve Benz, broadcasting live from the chilly side of downtown Chicago. We've got a great guest for you tonight. It is one of the pop princess, a pop superstar. Let me just read what it says on her bio. She started at nine years old. I've got no idea what I was doing at nine. Four years later, she had number one hits. I think we're alone. Could have been. She went on to have other songs. I saw him standing there all this time. Radio Romance, the beautiful and talented Tiffany. Welcome to the show, love. Oh, well, thank you. So what is life like being Tiffany now versus the 1980s? Oh, about the same. I'm a workaholic, so (laughs) I'm always doing something. I mean, I really haven't stopped, you know. I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even on the, the, you know, either on the music side or on the family front, so, you know, I mean, but that's kind of my personality. I mean, I love what I do, and um, I'm lucky to still be doing it. And, you know, so I'm constantly creating and songwriting and um, currently waiting for my new album to come out March 31st. So, you know, I'm always doing something on the musical side and touring, but I have a 23-year-old son who just finished college. So, you know, it's been a, it's been a lot of that, and uh, my sister just gave birth to twins. They're a year old, so I'm a pretty busy lady. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait a second. Back up here. 23-year-old? Come on. I know. Uh, every time I, I'm like, what happened? You know, time flies by so fast. But yeah, he's 23 and um, structural engineer. I'm very proud. And, you know, it was kind of cool because I, I mean, obviously I didn't like invade his space, but I got to, you know, see his college years and everything. And that was something I always wanted to do was go to college myself. But, you know, I wanted to sing and it happened. So, I kind of just was riding that ride, and I always thought I would take some time and go to college, but that just never happened, um, which, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining, but I got to see him do all of that, so it was cool. What is it like? I can honestly say I never thought of you as a mom. How silly of me. But that has got to be <laughs> anyone that I talk to that's had kids later on, and just like myself, we go, what? We're parents. Is that how you are? Yeah, I mean, I think that's like, that actually probably is what grounded me. Um, You know, the music industry is kind of crazy. And, you know, getting into it at nine and then becoming, you know, signed at 14 and then, you know, pretty much famous at 15. And I had my son at 21. So, I mean, I think that not that I was getting down a path that was, you know, bad experiences, but you've got a lot of money and there's a lot of fame and, you know, all of that kind of wild ride. And I think really, you know, me having a child kind of grounded me um, and, and brought me back to family and mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. kept me on the path that I've always saw my life um, being on. You know, when I was a little girl, I was like, I want to be have dogs and I want to be on the bus and I want to have kids <laughs> and I want to be happy, you know. And I mean, I started off in country music where that was very possible for you to have a family and bring your family on the road. And it was more grassroots and pop, not so much. 
um, especially I think for women in pop, you know. So it, it having a son really kind of grounded me and kind of put me put me straight. <laughs> Absolutely. Now again, I, yeah, I would not have thought of asking you about being a mom, but it's it's great. I think you being a mom kind of like. I mean, can I say this? Besides you being beautiful, now hearing that you're a mom, it's like way up there. Now you're at the top of the scale, my love. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I mean, I think it's, you know, really important to to be living other dreams. Yep. And, yep. you know, music was obviously my, my biggest dream. But um, again, you know, I look back now and I'm like, I stayed home for a little while and didn't tour. And I don't regret any of that, you know, because time goes by so fast. Yeah. And yeah, now it's kind of like he's 23 and I'm out the door again. So, you know, this year I'm really going to be touring uh, behind this record and doing a lot of retro stuff and doing some touring internationally again. So, you know, kind of full circle, full circle. But, I mean, I'm very proud. I, mean, I think that's definitely yep. the one thing that I look up to, you know, for myself. And I'm like, I did it, you know. I mean, he's a great, 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 great guy. And, um to what have him be the structural engineer, I'm like, that's my retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you sound like me with my kids. It's like, when are you going to build a house so Dad can move in? <laughs> now, if he would have gone into music, did, did he have any idea about going into music at one time? Well, I mean, you know, obviously I kind of threw that out there. Um, and, you know, he tried taking some drumming lessons and yeah. guitar lessons, yeah. and I was right there with him. Um but it just didn't stick. It really wasn't something yeah. that he wanted to really do, you know. I mean, you can kind of tell. I mean, as a singer, I sang all the time. I mean, there was just no shutting me up, you know, from the time I was a little girl <laughs> to being, you know, nine years old and somebody really taking it serious and saying, is this what you want to do? And I was like, yeah. And they thought, okay, well, it's one thing to say that in front of family, but, you know, what if she, you put her in front of a crowd with people she yep. doesn't know and is she going to panic? And I didn't. I was like... Yay! You know, so I think the you know the proof is in the pudding kind of thing. Um, for Elijah, it just really wasn't something he hated practicing, and yep. you know, I mean, he liked going to concerts, but he wasn't really a big record collector or you know even music fan, you know. And so I was constantly like turning him on to stuff. And now it's different because he is actually now going to concert himself, and he listens to his own little thing. But you know, early on, no, it was really. Video games and mm -hmm. basketball. <laughs> right, right. Now, are you, now you look at your mom and how you were raised. Are you like your mom or dad when talking to your son? Do you hear them in your voice? Um, well, probably. I mean, that wouldn't be true if I didn't say, yeah, a little bit, but. <laughs> I was going to call you a liar. A little, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm a little different than my parents. I mean, you know, they were, they were overly strict. Mm. Um, my dad was, and that's how he was raised. Um, and he was my stepdad and he didn't have kids when him and my mom got married. So, you know, he was kind of like coming in with, you will do this, you know, kind of thing. And as a stepdad, that just really didn't work and caused a lot of chaos in my mm -hmm. family for a lot of years. And my mom was, you know, my mom was kind of going through her like own stuff and she was pretty passive until like she exploded. So, you know, for me, I've tried to be kind of, I warn you, I'm a Libra. I crave balance, you know, and, and I have these looks that I look at Elijah and I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't want to have to scream and yell and, you know, it, just do the whole thing. And I, you know, but if I have to, I will. I mean, obviously you're a parent and, yep. you know, they can be your buddy, but not your buddy, you know, if that makes sense. And 
So with him, I've always tried to just sit down and be honest and open and do the whole conversation kind of thing. And, you know, and he, and again, it's his temperament. He's a really, he's a really good kid. The, the funniest thing is that, you know, the whole Tiffany thing, he, he's never really, you know, he's like, yeah, okay, you're famous, whatever, <laughs> you know, can I get more rice or whatever he wants, you know, but, and I really tried not to like impose my life on him. Of course, it's a, something I'm proud of and it's, it is a factor, but you know, if he didn't want to go on the road with me or anything like that, or if I, you know, thought it was something important that he was doing some sports or something, I'd say no to shows so I could be part of his world. And, you know, I think that, like, the difference is, is with Elijah, the funniest thing is he always knew when I was doing interviews or something, that was the time to kind of pull my covers. Um, and, and he's kind of used that a couple of times. He's like, you do have a fake laugh. You know that, right? And I'm like, we are not talking about this right now. <laughs> the room full of people. Thank you very much. And no, I don't have a fake laugh. He goes, yes, you do. <laughs> my God. So I don't know. I guess I do. But, you know, I mean, my other laugh, I guess if you get me really laughing really hard, I snort. So that's not really cool. I probably do have a fake laugh because I try to hide that. So let's talk about your new album. I'm going to make sure that we talk about that. So what can we expect in March from Tiffany? Lots of great music. I'm so excited about the new music. Um, you know, it's it's kind of, I mean, the more I'm listening to the album, I mean, we've, you know, recorded it, and now we're mm-hmm. getting into the mixing phase, and, and it'll be out March 31st, so it's right around the corner. But, um, you know, I've co-produced this album, which is me kind of, going to the next level of the game. I mean, I've always been behind the scenes saying, you know, this is what I think of this arrangement or I would like a guitar part there or what. But I never felt comfortable really taking a title. And on this one, I kind of, you know, sat with my co-producer and I said, I think I'm going to take a title on this one because I have real strong um, opinions on this album. And I have like these melodies in my head. And of course I wrote a lot of the songs, but even some of the music part of it I heard like certain guitar parts and I was going to be really adamant about it so we work really well together Stephen Lewicki and myself and we had a blast doing this album first of all but also you know just the creative behind it you know um, using all the musicians here in Nashville Mm -hmm. playing live all at the same time Mm -hmm. which I love I started doing that gosh a couple years ago and um, now I'm spoiled because I think it just makes a big difference with everybody playing together. There's like a magic that happens. Yep. So, um, you know, we did the same on this album as we did Rose Tattoo, and that was the first album, kind of having that experience. Um, and A Million Miles is the title of the album. Um, and I think that it's really kind of taking me to the next level as far as really showing that I can sing and, and talking a lot about the last five years of my life as uh-huh. a songwriter and my personal experiences. So there's some heartbreak songs there. Um, but also, you know, kind of going back to maybe a little bit of could have been in all this time, because I listen to those songs and they're so well recorded um, and a little complex as far as production for that time. And you could tell I could sing. You know, a lot of people always said, well, is she manufactured or, you know, is she lip syncing? What's going on? But no, I really can sing. And I love that those songs kind of showed that. And I wanted to kind of show that off on this album. So, you know, I sat down with some of the co-writers and I was just like, look, this we're going to we're going to work on this album. We're going to sing a little bit. And it's great because I think it's 
kind of reconnecting with, you know, Tiffany, especially for the fan who started with me in the beginning. Right. Absolutely. You're going to get those love ballads again, and I'm really excited about that because I love melancholy, sad songs <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason I just do. Well, it kind of fits who you are and the persona of who you are and have always been. I didn't think you strayed from, you know, you've got a lot of pop stars from the 80s that kind of strayed kind of all over the place, got in trouble. Not you. You were straight-laced all along except for that Playboy thing, which, uh, as a guy, thumbs up on that one. Okay, I realize it was a few years oh. ago, but still. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, maybe me being rebellious, you know, but I was also going for a divorce, so... You know, it's a good way to say goodbye to somebody. <laughs> that is the best way to say goodbye. It's like, here I am. This is what you're losing. So, Yeah, kind of, you know, from a woman's point of view. I was like, perfect timing. <laughs> so did you have but, to... You know, I mean, for me, I think, I've yeah, I've just tried to stay focused on music and live my life and, and you know, and kind of just learn from my experiences. And once I found songwriting, that was yep. really my way of telling my story. Um, for good, for bad, you know, I mean, because the power of this, of having, you know, the ability to write a song is pretty amazing, as I've discovered, you know, you can write songs about people, you can write songs about experiences, um, and it's also, you know, really cool just to heal from them. So the new album, you know, unfortunately, again, I've had a lot of people who passed away from cancer, right. I'm very involved in um, raising money for cancer and different charities and um, and so I kind of wanted to throw that into some of this album, just some of that heartbreak, you know, some of that, the what ifs and, and the unknowns in life and the unexpected. And I do think you'll hear that in this music. So what is it that fans don't know about you? I don't know. I'm pretty open. Um, what do fans not know about me? Um, do you have like some secret geez, talent? I, like, can you tap dance? Can you do something? I mean, because you're very funny, you know, uh, the little movie that yeah. you did with Debbie Gibson was really, really funny. So you have a great sense of humor, too. I've got a kind of a wicked sense of humor. I've got like a really, um, you know, I mean, I don't find I don't really, you know, get bothered if somebody's poking fun at me. You know, I kind of sometimes I think it's kind of funny. So, I mean, I think that's also by just growing up in the entertainment business, you just have to learn to kind of roll with the punches and if something's true, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> it was terrible, <laughs> you know. Um, and I also, I mean, I, I think that maybe, you know, I think people do know that I really just, you know, do care about my fans and I really am a family person and, you know, and that I'm not, I, you know, I'm, a lot of my fans may, you know, make not make fun of me, but they're like, girl, you're a tomboy. I'm like, I know I am. Yeah. I found, like, Sparkle and Fabulous somewhere after, like, about 24, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm a late bloomer, and now, you know, I try to clean up really well and stuff, but, and I love some of that stuff, but no, I mean, for me, I'm I'm pretty, like, natural. I love to be outdoors. I love to hike. I love to just, you know, sit on my front porch and read a mm -hmm. book and watch the birds, and so I'm kind of a naturalist a little bit. Would you ever do Playboy again? I don't know. You know, um, I don't think them. it could be as magical a second time. You know, I think you'd be just doing Playboy just to do Playboy. Right. Playboy. I mean, for me, it really was about, um, you know, being a little rebellious, um, having a divorce. And also, I mean, working a record, The Color of Silence um, had so many great reviews. 
and you know we were making such progress and people were hearing the music and saying wow i mean this could be like a number one hit but it's tiffany and it was a really frustrating place to be i mean we had you know a great label behind it and we were working really hard and the music was awesome but it was attached to my name which seemed just ridiculous and there's not you know much i can do about that i shouldn't feel bad about my success from the past i mean it's what I dreamt for, you know, I dreamt all about that and it happened. So, you know, I'm very thankful and it just seemed like Playboy came at that time when I was like, you know what, they certainly can't say that I'm the mall girl again and this, you know, all of a sudden, you know how this is going to go. If we say yes to this, people will be knocking down my doors to talk to me and if we can turn that into some kind of, you know, something about music, although that's kind of weird, but that's how this inter- industry works, then let's take it. And it worked. I mean, I had been calling The View. I mean, not me, but uh-huh. my publicist had been calling The yeah. View and all these different, you know, avenues, and nobody would return our phone calls. And people were like, well, maybe. And on the fence about it, and I do Playboy, and I'm on every show. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, let's get back to what I do. I sing. So, you know, it's it's kind of crazy how this, in- you know, entertainment is- industry is getting crazier by the minute, that you have to kind of circumvent things and just try to be open-minded. But, I mean, Playboy was awesome. Right. They treated me amazing. Yep. Um, I'm very happy with the photos. And, you know, I'll look back at when I'm 80 and go, I was on the cover of Playboy. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it was a proud moment. And now, Playboy, you don't have to disrobe. So, all of that changed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know... I, Yeah, it's all changed. Um, But again, I'm not too sure that, you know, the magic for me would be would be the same. I think it's I think it's a one time deal for me only. And, you know, again, it was like the perfect, the perfect thing. I mean, again, that that divorce thing was pretty, (laughs) pretty powerful to kind of go and goodbye. (laughs) Here's a copy of my magazine. Take care. Now, did you write any music about that? Any songs about the divorce? Do you remember? I did. A song called Piss You Off. Ah, we may have to play that today. <laughs> oh, I think we should. Um, yeah, I'm actually friends with my ex-husband, yeah. and, you know, all is good now. But, you know, I mean, yeah, you don't, it, it's bittersweet, and it's heartbreaking when you're going through that. And, you know, there was different, you know, circumstances that I just was like, what? You know, so, you know, I recovered from that, and now it's nice to have a friendship again and right. see everybody be good again. And I, I'm a big person about you know forgiving people and moving on and and i've been married now for 13 years with my husband ben and we're all big one big happy family so i'm very proud about that so is it hard being tiffany the singer versus tiffany the wife and mom yeah i mean you know i i don't think that tiffany the the mom ever was a conflict really you know again sometimes it was you know, I, maybe I, I missed out on things because I chose to stay home and watch yep. a movie with my son, but I don't really regret, regret that. I think that, you know, being, again, a, a wife sometimes in the industry, especially if you're not married to somebody who is in the industry, right. which has its own complications, but I think it's, you know, kind of hard. I mean, the other person has to be pretty giving, and they have to be, you know, accepting to sometimes be in the background. Um, and you know, I mean, it's like Ben is such a, such a calm person and I'm kind of high strung and all over and, you know, I just kind of 
ride the wave, and he might get up in the morning, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then by <laughs> 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, nope, I'm on a plane to New York, and <laughs> it's like, okay, I thought we were going to have dinner, but, you know, I mean, it's like, you just kind of have to roll with it, and I think it's harder, probably, for the other half. Yeah, I would agree. Even on my side of the microphone, it is hard on family. It is hard on the kids. It is hard on spouses. And it always will be. Because at any time, I I might have to move to another city with my show. I don't have a choice. It's just kind of how it rolls. Yeah. And that's really the, the part of it that no. sucks in the industry. And I don't even get how the radio industry don't work well with performers like you. Now, I remember trying to reach out to you in 2000 or whatever, and you guys would never return my call. And then I couldn't get a hold of you when Playboy came up. I'm just saying a couple of facts there, my love. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was looking at your tour, your upcoming tour here, and I have to bet, you have to be so excited. I was just looking at some of the list. You got Katrina and the Waves. Uh, she was just on the show recently, put out new music, so that's got to be cool. New Shoes, they've got new music. They were on the, show, on the show. Debbie Gibson, I mean, talk about a love affair of the 80s coming out this year. I know. There's tons of us. And it's cool because we're all, like, doing some shows together, which is a lot of fun. I leave for a cruise um, in a couple of weeks, actually, and it'll be myself and Flock of Seagulls. Oh, Mike Score. He's a great guy. I love his new stuff, too. Mike is awesome. He's one of my dear friends, and he is a blast. So, I mean, this is, yes, I'll be doing two shows on the cruise. I've never been on a cruise, so I'm really excited about that. And then, you know, I'm excited about all the fans and just kind of 80s love everywhere. But, I mean, knowing everyone, all the other different performers, this is not like work. This is like going and having a big party with my friends on a boat. So I'm really excited about it. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Great music. The 80s trend is so huge right now for an 80s and 90s station. But the tours, the 80s tours that they're putting together, they did 90s tour. Mark McGrath is doing a summer tour. They've got all these 90s bands. But the 80s, they are selling out worldwide right now. All of you have got to be excited, so excited. So are you going to be singing songs with some of the other bands? Um, well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do like, you know, kind of a finale thing. Um, that's possible. But no, I have my own show, which is called, you know, an 80s experience really with Tiffany. And pretty much we do all of all of my hits. You know, mm-hmm. I saw him standing there and all this time and could have been and I think we're alone now. And, you know, we've re- reworked some things. So, you know, it's kind of we really have, like, we really get down to having a good time with singing. I saw him standing there. I make the audience work a little bit. Um, so, I, And if I can go into the crowd, it's even better because we sing and, and do our whole thing. And, and then we do a medley of some of my favorite 80s songs. Um, it's a little bit more of a, you know, leans toward the, toward the rock and roll side of, right. you know, of the 80s, like um, Bon Jovi and, and um, you know, Guns N' Roses and Joan Jett. But, I mean, that's kind of what I was inspired by in the 80s. You know, those were the people that I was collecting records. And, you know, I was thrilled when I met them. I was like, no way, doesn't that, you know, John Bon Jovi, that's so awesome. (laughs) So, I mean, I kind of wanted to live that every night with them. And that's part of my show is we just take you through a medley of great songs and have uh, have a blast. Now, a medley of 80s songs. Is there one or two songs from the 80s or 90s that you hear and you say to yourself, man, I wish I wrote that? Uh, I think we're alone now. <laughs> um, you know, oh gosh, I wish I wrote that. You know, um, no, because I, I wasn't really, 
I was a writer at that time, but it was mo- mostly poetry. And I was kind of on the down low. You know, I didn't really know what I was doing. My, my in, you know, inspiration has always been Stevie Nicks. Oh. And, you know, so I've always been, like, writing stuff like that, which didn't really apply to my world. But, you know, um, finally, I think in the early 90s, I started to really just sit down and, you know, hone in on my writing career and work with people that were going to educate me and listen to me and put some of my lyrics or poetry into music. And, you know, later on, I started to find more and more of a form. Um, and I play a little bit of piano, but I, I, I'm not going to play out of my house yet. I'm not good enough. Um, but, you know, I came to Nashville in the early 90s as well. And, and that to me is, you know, you live or die here as a songwriter. There's so many great songwriters here. So now to be plugged into that community. But, you know, the first time around, I, I, it didn't go very well. I would go home crying going, oh, my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, but through all of that, I went back to L.A. and wrote Color of Silence. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're growing and learning stuff and you don't even know it until you stop for a second, regroup, and then you maybe focus on something else, and, you, and then you take all of those experiences into something else, and it just, you know, that's what happened with The Color of Silence. It was perfect. Now, have you had a chance to meet Stevie next? I've met her a couple of times. She's wonderful, you know. Um, I'm always kind of just quiet when I meet her. I'm just taking it all in, um, you know, and, and she's just lovely. I mean, this last time that I saw her, well, around this time last year, and just to sit and talk to her and tell her how, you know, the concert, I saw her at the concert that night, and she had said some things that were just so perfect on stage for where I was at the time. Yeah. And, you know, I told her that, I said, you know, I'm sure it was perfect for everybody in the audience, but as an artist, that was exactly what I needed to hear. And she was just kind of talking about her early career and about, you know, things weren't on target, and she was putting her heart out and she was going to give it one last shot and, you know, and, and she was talking about how, you know, she had to save her money up for wardrobe and all the different things. But, you know, that was what she did to make who, you know, to make who she is now. And, and I was like, this is, this is amazing. You know, I mean, because I think it still comes back to that, no matter how successful you are or how much money you're making or how many, you know, team of people you have around you, mm-hmm. you have to be who you are. It still stems from you. And if you don't really know who you are, it doesn't last very long, you know. Um, And so I kind of always tell my team of people that. I'm like, okay, I need to go away and I need to find out what it is I'm really passionate about right now. And I need to nurture that. Mm -hmm. And whatever we do, we do wholeheartedly. Um, And that's kind of, you know, sometimes you just can't keep continue to give that. You have to take a break. And I think that's probably, you know, where the family for me comes in or, my yoga or just sitting out in front of my yard and watching birds go by or something, you know, because I love what I'm doing and it's nice not to be burnt out. Would you ever consider recording or singing landslide? I would. Well, I do landslide in a, I have an intimate evening show Mm -hmm. that really only lends itself to a couple hundred people, small venues. um, And it's kind of like a storyteller's Mm -hmm. intimate evening with Tiffany. And that's where you get a lot of stuff behind the scenes, um, what my thoughts were when I was recording songs. I mean, you know, if somebody kind of throws their hands up or, you know, screams out, hey, sing this, you know, we, we kind of <laughs> just kind of roll with the evening. And I love that because it, 
it's magical. I mean, you just never know where it's going to take you. So it's harder on my band than it is me because uh, they're like, whoa, what are we performing? So they have to know a ton of songs. But, um, you know, I, I come from that, and, and I love that, and I think it keeps you on your toes, and I think it's awesome that the fans who come to that particular type of show, they are just getting a once-in-a-lifetime mm-hmm. show with me. Um, so, you know, I think those are kind of things, again, that keep me going that I'm like, okay, well, I do that. And then I do my, my 80s stuff, which is a little bit more, you know, structured of what we're, what we're doing, but just as fun. I mean, the 80s show is very high energy. We walk off stage and pull the sweat going, woo, you know, um, because it's just, I designed that show to be really high energy. And I think that's what the 80s were. Oh, absolutely. High energy. Everybody sings along. It's not complicated. And you just go out there and you have a blast. Yeah, as much um, criticism so, as the 80s you know, take. The 80s take so much criticism for the music, and yet it is still so popular. We could, You could just play any song, and we know all the lyrics to every song that plays. It's one of the great decades. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it wasn't complicated. I mean, they had some goofy sounds and stuff, but everybody was trying something new, especially even in wardrobe and videos and all of that. And I think that is the kooky, quirky, fun thing about the 80s, you know, that it was like different. But, you know, yeah, the songs, I mean, you know, by the second chorus, you should know that song. And it's just, it gives you a good feeling. It's hard to, it's hard to explain the 80s other than it gives you a good feeling. So I'm really, really proud to be part of that time period. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. And, you know, again, to be doing shows now with people that, that I love. I mean, I do some shows with Expose and Lisa Lisa and Taylor Dane and, you know, and these are these are girls that I was like rocking out in my bedroom to their records, and to know them now as women, and to still be seeing them doing their thing and and doing it, awesome. I mean, they have not missed a step. So you know, I'm very proud, and it's awesome to be to be hanging out with these ladies. Now, as a little girl in Norwalk, I gotta ask, have you met Weird Al? I have. I was just with Weird Al um, a couple of months ago. And uh, he's wonderful. You know, he's a really, really funny guy. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I know that he did. I think I'm a clone now, yeah. which was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a fun guy. Well, you made it. If Weird Al does your song, one of your songs, you've made it. I mean, he's... Yeah. he's... I mean, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, well, that is nice, isn't that? <laughs> if you think about all the songs that he made fun of and redid, the parodies, a lot of those bands aren't even around anymore. He's outlasted all of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, he keeps going, and he doesn't age, which is something to be talking about. I'm like, what is going on over there? But, you know, but he really is a nice guy, um, and just a fun guy to be around. So we, you know, I I just, I never know what he's going to do next. It's like, I'm a big fan. No, the best video he ever did was White and Nerdy with Donny Osmond. Don't think I saw that one. I'll have to pull that one up. Oh, my God. You've got to. I had Donnie on, and we were laughing about it, and we talked about your name and all these other names that, that could have been in the video. And it was, oh, uh, no, it was a Jeff Beck video that uh, Donnie was in, too. So we were talking about all that, and your name kept coming up. So. Oh, how funny. I will have to, I will check that out. I don't think I've seen it. White and nerdy. You have not seen white and nerdy. Tiffany, where are you living? Come on. I don't know. I, I got to get with it. <laughs> You've got to get with it because... I then, will correct that. After this phone call, I will correct that. And then you throw it down on your son. you just like, yo, I'm white and nerdy. He'll get it right away, and he'll be so embarrassed. 
Uh, well, no, Elijah's like anything I say, like that kind of stuff. I still use word. I'm like, hey, word, what's up? And he's like, oh, please, no. <laughs> See, that's what parents, we get to say yeah. word. We get to say deuces. We get to say all of that. We get to buy Aquanet, you know, and show it to our daughters. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm trying to influence him and show him some really good stuff. <laughs> Get him, show him some um, mullet pictures. I mean, or tell you what, I will post some mullet pictures back to your Twitter account so then he can see how it really was. Yeah, he needs to see how it really was. I mean, now it's funny because I see a lot of, like, the artists now doing throwbacks to the 80s, which, you know, now he's, like, going, oh, yeah, that was that was cool, this is cool. But it's through <laughs> other people. And then, you know, he's finally come on board with me, and he's, like, listening to Run DMC and, you know, and other people like that. And I'm like, ah, finally. It's it's starting to sink in. Thank you. You Right, and they're going, Um, hey, hey, Dad, you want to hear some new music from Aerosmith? I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, they're just so cool, Dad. You should hear these guys, Def Leppard. Like, come on. But it's okay. Well, the other day I heard him playing the Beasties, and I couldn't have been more happy. I was—I didn't say anything. I just, you know, walked down the hallway like very content, and didn't even bring attention to it. <laughs> oh, that had to be a very, very good moment, though—a good one. Oh yeah, I used to take him to school blasting the Beasties, and he was not impressed. He was like, "Mom, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down," you know. And I was like, "Elijah, this is really good stuff." And my Eric B. and Rakim, and you know, and he was like, "No, no, no, I don't like this stuff. I don't like this stuff." So now to hear him actually, you know, play it, I'm like, "Oh, okay." Enough said. You were listening. <laughs> oh my God, that is too funny. Do a little sabotage, you know, just kind of drop it. Yeah, I was going to get married to, we were going to walk down the aisle to Sabotage, my, my, my husband and I, we were going to do it to Sabotage, and it just, my, my grandmother ended up getting cancer, and so we ended up having to do a very intimate little mm-hmm. backyard wedding, and I didn't think it was appropriate, but that was our <laughs> wedding song, that's what we were going to walk down the aisle to. Apparently, someone needs to edit some uh, some wedding video and add some Sabotage to it. Well, we're going to do it. I mean, we had our 10th year anniversary, and we just weren't able to pull it together to do anything. So we're thinking at some point, yes, we're going to not renew our vows. I mean, not that we're opposed to that, but we're just going to have a big party, and we're going to come in to sabotage. We're going to, you know, kind of do that, go back to our original plan. That's right. And then at the end, you go, boy! All right, Tiffany, she's got a brand new CD coming out March 31st. What's the name of the CD? A Million Miles. Get it on the 31st. Tiffany's going to be on tour. Make sure you go to tiffanytunes.com. Is that also your Twitter handle, Tiffany Tunes? Yeah, that leads you to everything on my Facebook, my Twitter, and um, anything else that's, that's coming out with me. And I'll be touring a lot this year, so check it out. Check it out. Get on Twitter. She will tweet back to you. I promise. Tiffany, it is a pleasure. We're going to have to have you back on during the summer as you go through your tour. I would love that. Yes, definitely. I'm so sorry about, you know, not returning your... Oh, no, no. No big deal. (laughs) Turn the color silent. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still upset about that. I'm going to tweet about it. Okay. We're all good. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're okay now. So here are some brand new tracks from Tiffany. You guys are listening to The Blend.